Thank you for joining the ESBC uh, Horse Racing and True Crime podcast on the ESBC Podcast Network. And we are exploring uh, true crime in the horse racing industry. And like everything, we always have a uh, purpose and an outcome. So really the purpose is to fill in the gaps of what you don't hear on other true crime podcasts and inside into crime, right? In the horse racing industry and tie in uh, business and financial concepts that you do not get on CNBC, Fox News, uh, Fox Business, or Bloomberg, right? You don't get certain types of information. It's very important to really understand what's going on in horse racing and beyond. So the outcome, and uh, have my friend on here, I see him on Periscope, Mr. Shad Nolan, man. Thank you so much for your insight. And as we collaborate, and that's a great thing about sports betting, and we're up into 400%, is that it's a collaborative effort, right? It's capitalism. You collaborate and you innovate. And in sports betting, if you like the sports, you have fun watching it too. But I was thinking about it today. As you get into the nuts and bolts of what's going on in horse racing, it helps you uh, nail a race down. Nail certain races where you know how the outcomes. If, you know, Bob Baffert has three horses in a race and the rest are all nobodies and the one horse can go from, we're talking about Wall Street Best, goes from 12,000, like maximum security, goes from 12,000 to 39 million. Who do you think is going to win that race? Mike Prestonisi. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. I'm going to bet on that horse. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So uh, I know Mike Prestonisi now 11 years. Very successful family, successful businesses. We bounced off a lot of, uh, I remember one of the biggest clients I ever had, right? $50 million client from Toronto. We talked about him a lot and throughout this many, many years, right? And he's still a client. Uh, and the family we're going to talk about tonight, it's a dynasty from Toronto as we get into the owners. We started with Mike Gill. He gave us the overview, right? And again, a perspective you do not get is we give you the perspective of the people, not the house, not the casino, right? Started with Penn National, Wind that's connected to organized crime, that's connected to Portnoy and Barstool Sports. So who are you gonna get picks from? The casino, that if you get a high percentage, you're gonna lose all your money, or from us, they want the money to, to go into your pocket. So we're filling in the gaps of these true crime series that, and we're talking about the news that don't give you the whole information, right? You're not getting the whole story. The Tiger Woods situation, right? They said there's no crime, but now they're getting a subpoena and we'll short search warrants. You can't get a subpoena and search warrant unless there's a underlying crime 
or possibility of another crime. So what is it, right? So we get down to the bottom of things because Mike Persinisi and I are old and we've been through many, many, many battles. And knock on wood, I'm 20 and 0 against attorneys in court mm -hmm. for different matters. And uh, Mike Persinisi is the same. We're not attorneys, but <laughs> when push comes to shove, you have to go in there and win. So uh, accurate business coaching, ADA compliance, Mike Persinisi. Uh, let me go do the round down and let me know your thoughts. So we started with Mike Gill, right? Just yep. won a $200 million settlement. Horse racing owner, he set the table. We talked about that. We went to Jason Service. We talked about his crimes. We talked about maximum security in the previous podcast. Then we did George Navarro. So what we're going to do in these beginning podcasts is set the stage who the characters are. Because really, the names and the faces change, but the story is still the same and you can get insight right because you got to know your surroundings get insight into people be able to read people very important in business and then we noticed that george navarro uh the reason he got in trouble was because uh he did not do his research mm -hmm. right and you never commit two crimes at the same time you don't get high on your own supply, right? Uh, he made that mistake. And an owner sort of ratted him out, but it wasn't really an owner. It isn't going to be like the folks we're talking about tonight. We're talking about somebody who wants to be on that level. Right. right? And they got into ownership. They got drunk and they did something stupid on camera that uh, continued to open a big can of worms. They got George Navarro locked up. So now we're going to do a two-part series. Uh, tonight, what we're going to do is do an overview of the Stronich family. I don't even know how to pronounce their name, but we'll get it next time. Okay. Uh, and they're good because really, uh, we talk a lot about it in the sports betting, the same way you uh, bet on a horse or the same way you, and I don't do any horse racing at all. I do sports betting, but the same way you choose a team is the same way, same process mm -hmm. that you choose a security or an investment. In fundamental analysis that we talk a lot about, you have corporate governance, but another uh, part of it is Apple, right? The richest country in the world. And this podcast, let's say, it's vertically integrated, right? Where you control each part. Mm -hmm. And you look at it in a, um, when you're researching a basketball team or a football team, coaches that control the whole process, right? Bill Belichick, uh, Nick Satan in Alabama, uh, you know, basketball. Tom Izzo, Rick Pitino, all those guys, they control the whole process. Apple, they make the most money, right? Apple's the biggest country. Uh, they have more money than most countries, right? They have yeah. a trillion dollar in cash. They're the richest company in the world, vertically integrated, right? Uh, you could say the same thing about Alabama football and the New England Patriots, right? 
They're vertically integrated. The coach controls the whole process. Okay. So the Stronich process family, it's vertically integrated and they control the whole process of horse training, horse racing. And we'll talk about the dynamics of the family and then the big settlement they had, big fight between the dad and the daughter. So what are your thoughts, uh, Mike Prisonisi? Well, just to circle back, to use a phrase, <laughs> uh, you talked about George Navarro and the thing that kind of sunk his ship, uh, not only was he getting goofy, stupid, drunk and whatever and stoned and doing videos, but remember he got, my words, not yours, got in bed with a veterinarian and they started making these PEDs, performance enhancing drugs. And what they did was they were engineered Josh, to avoid detection. Right. Going off the bat, you know, you're talking about some guys that somebody's got some brains, somebody's got some smarts, and somebody's got a little bit of evil intent saying, look, we can cheat the system. That's, that's the thing you want to remember about horse racing true crimes. You really can't cheat the system, okay? It's designed for the system to win. I'm sorry for you gamblers out there viewing or watching or listening. <laughs> It's, it's geared to the house. Right. It's so getting up into the Stranach uh, family. Like we talked about earlier, here's a guy, Frank, who for years and years and years was in this entire industry. Well, he taught his daughter. Okay. He taught his daughter all the ropes. And then all of a sudden, one day she is in charge. He's not. And somebody says, Frank, we got a problem here. Your daughter's not doing it the way you would do it. And so he gets his panties in a wad and is going to file a lawsuit Next thing you know, they're they're in court. Why are they in court? Because the old man doesn't like the way the daughter's running the business. But she's a pretty smart cookie, right? So she's doing things as she knows how to do them and actually not doing them necessarily wrong or uh, illegal, but different than the dad wants. And that's what caused this problem. So what we're doing tonight is profiling the dad and the daughter to say, how did this come about? What, what, where was the schism? Where did they have the division where she and he weren't on the same page? And I think that's what you do well is you profile people, you dig into the background and say, ah, Coach Mike, I think here's where that, I think here's where that why in the road began. So that's my take on where we're going with this tonight. You're really understanding your surroundings, right? In, uh, uh, because that's basic in life. You have to understand your surroundings. And when they say, okay, uh, what I'll say, okay, uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders just produced a bill. They want a 3% wealth tax on people worth $3 billion. So here you have the Stronish family from Canada with ties to Austria. And you say, oh, what does it matter, ties to Austria? Because it's in the news, right? Conspiracy theories are not but Austria is run by mainly two people, right? Uh, Vladimir Putin and George Soros. And they're battling it out, but the Stronish family has their hands in there. Uh, they're worth $3 billion. And reading from a source here, uh, he was highlighted, right? The Stronish was highlighted the World Economic Forum. So that's how big deal, right? So you say, okay, we're gonna tax him 3%. He 
he's just going to switch countries, right? He's just going to switch entities. Uh, your tax attempt will not work. What happens is he puts less money in here, less people lose jobs, which is the opposite of what the bill would intend, right? So to have that and be able to process it quick and see how it's a bad idea, uh, you have to do your research and be educated on it, right? So uh, let me get to, because every podcast is a business meeting with a purpose and an outcome. So the purpose is to gain information because the person with the best information wins. And the outcome is that not only will you know the world around you, you'll be able to monetize it by knowing the people who are the decision makers. And when you're in a company, you're in a setting, you know who you need to talk to to get things done and monetize a business idea, uh, monetize uh, a situation that comes up, right? And or monetize uh, being able to finance something, right? So what finance is, is making things happen. So the outcome is you'll know how to make things happen with elites, right? And you'll, you'll get into the insight into crime and into business that you're not getting uh, anywhere else. So it's a $3 billion company in cash, but they have probably uh, that much or more, right? Probably about $100 billion worth of property and assets. And they brought you, because once you have all the money in the world, the next thing is power. You want power. So they're involved in politics in the United States, in Canada, and in all places, the home of George Soros, Austria. And there's a big fight in Austria, you know, to rival uh, folks who feel differently about things. Now they have Adina Springs, which is a breeding ground and training facility for the Stronish groups in stables in Kentucky, Florida. Mm -hmm. And you know, Kentucky and Florida are one of the two most corrupt states in the country and Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, Stronish is just, they have in initiatives, right, for industry-right horse racing reforms because so many horses are getting killed from what, we're, from what George Navarro. So now we're kind of seeing the um, how the pyramid worked, right, where you have the Stronach group here at the top because we were saying they're not going to prosecute the people at the top. The people are going to get on the bottom, right? It's the employees. There's only four ways to make money. One is inheritance, which Stronach group does, right? Two is from capital. They have capital. Third way to make money. There's only four ways to make money. Third way to make money is real estate. Number four is labor. So they're making money these other three ways. Your George Navarro's, Jason Service are making money through spiking horses, right? And trying right. to create capital right. with maximum security. A $12,000 horse becomes a $39 million horse. All right. Uh, 
me I'm looking for the 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 background here let me so while you, while you're searching that Josh so here's one thing that's of interest to me the Stratish family owns a lot of the racetracks in America all right now think right. about this in just a minute. You or me or one of our viewing or listening audience members want to go to the racetrack, let's say Del Mar, one of our places to go. Right. And we want to bet on some horses, okay? We don't know betting from a can of corn. We buy the racing forum. We look at all the odds and go, I'm going to pick number four. It's going off at eight to one. What do I know? And you put right. a $5 win bet and you lose and you, and you keep playing. Now, when you have a horse in a race and you're this fan, you're betting, you're losing your mind because we're going there to the racetrack to have fun, right? We're going to have a hot dog. We're going to cheer for our, we're not, this is not going to mass or going to church, but we're at the racetrack betting on a horse when we want it to win. And I think what happens is a lot of people forget that when you own the racetrack, you want people to come into your business. You want people to bring money in. And so what do you do? You open up the racetrack to people, the public, but you're also letting in some other elements that come in and say, hey, you know what? This one horse I've got in this race, um, you know. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna give it the. Why does the owner of the track want to get involved in politics? You hit the nail on the head earlier when you said when you've got the money, they want this power. It's like a drug. You know, it, it, it really, it's an ego feed in all candor. The politicians we know, most they want of to be the regulator. So if they're spiking horses. Right. Saying, it, it was a 10-year investigation into George Navarro. We profiled him. He's yeah. not the brightest star in the <laughs> sky. He's on video incriminating himself with a wannabe Stornish family owner, right? And the only reason they got popped was because he committed two crimes at the same, same time. He took uh, steroids to Saudi Arabia, was spiking horse, mm -hmm. making a mockery out of the kingdom. Saudi what happened to Khashoggi, right? Yeah. What happened to Khashoggi when he made a mockery of the Saudi kingdom? Bye-bye. <laughs> I never knew what a phone saw was to the Khashoggi case, right? They, they chopped him up with a, right in, in Jason Dumbridge, Jason Service, and Dun George Navarro get popped but it's impossible for the Stronish family not to know that horses that they're breeding horses that they're racing in their own so how can somebody not only right and it, 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 coach we're gonna we're gonna we'll be ready for Del Mar in uh yes July because I hadn't really July. gone in deep to the how how things are rigged right, right. How do you, how do, you, how do you wage your own heart? You figure out how they're fixing the, the match, right? So we'll do yeah. Del Mar. We'll be ready by Del Mar. But how can the owner of several racetracks around the world be involved heavily with, you know, $100 billion in assets, $3 billion cash money? Well, really, it's credit because uh, it's, you know, it's always better to be lucky than good. Mm -hmm. So I was flying from... LA to Atlanta and I was coach and they overbooked coach and I accidentally they sent me uh the stewardess sent me to first class and next to me sat a guy by the name of um he met 
name escapes me right now, but he married uh, Jane Fonda. Ted Turner. Ted Turner, right. Ted Turner for two hours, right? He, he ended up being a billionaire. Ted Turner for two hours was complaining that he can only take out $7 million from the bank at one time. <laughs> and I got a great education on the banking. So when you have $3 billion in cash, really that means you have $3 billion in credit and American currency or whatever, right? But you can't pull out $3 billion in actual dollars, right? From, from the bank. So what, what it is, is right, they're paying regulators not to bust them for steroid spiked horses. Right, right. Bank. So one of, one of their goals would be to get either in politics or get on a board or have some position where now they're actually telling the people, I think we ought to make the law sound like this. And they start writing the laws and the people go, Josh, that's brilliant. So what the owners are doing are they're basically hedging their bets to use a pun. And they're saying, well, if we had these laws where the owners were exempt from being fined or blah, 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 wouldn't that be good? And the people are going, yeah, that's a great idea. But they live in a different world, right? Because you and I went to public school. So we were like in fifth or sixth grade go to the basketball court and we're competing we didn't know we were going to win or lose or who. it's different when you're in boarding school like these people like the Stronish family right, right. they know who's yeah. going to win who's going to lose it's kind of rigged so they want to control but the lawyer right you never ask a question then you do not know the answer to exactly exactly so they're going to make money owning all these race cars but really right like hedge funds aren't regulated i'm regulated uh, the second I got like a huge client, like the guy from Toronto, boom, they're immediately here. Uh, this is on the, um, the regulations book because I'm ready for them to storm the office, right. and do all this regulation. But if I'm Epstein and a pedophile running a hedge fund, I have no regulation, right? Mm -hmm. So really it should be legal for the, the guy that owns the track to also breed the horses that are running in the races. You're not talking a conflict of interest, are you? <laughs> conflict of interest is only for poor and middle-class people. Like we say, justice and the law are best disregarded. Right. So the Stornish group right. said entertainment, real estate, and, uh, you know, a North American company with thoroughbred horse racing and paramutual uh, wagering mm -hmm. at its core. Right. Right? It's gambling. <laughs> well, you're gambling if you're not doing all this research we're doing before we're, we're you know, right. or we're uh, putting our hard-earned money on the line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, entertainment, right? WWE's entertainment. That's why they get away with uh, fixed matches and having fake outcomes because they're an entertainment company. So it's very interesting. It's their entertainment. So what does that mean? That means it's legal for them to uh, determine the outcome of the race because they are an entertainment company with $3 billion of cash to bribe all the regulators and all of the politicians.
Now let's stop right here. A lot of people listening and viewing are probably thinking, you guys are a little cynical, aren't you? You're a little skeptical. No, <laughs> we're realistic. Um, most of the clients I've had, let me know about your clients, yeah. but really all of the clients I've had uh, are all from a different race of mine. And they're people that I did not know them at all when we started a business conversation. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that long is true. A lot of similarities. A lot of there was similarities. No breaking along. There was no family. There was no yeah. referral or connections or anything. These were complete strangers, yeah. and you had to communicate value, right? Right. And if you got referred, wait, let me interrupt you. If you got referred, they would say things like, Josh, you should speak to Coach Mike. I think he can help you with these issues you just described to me. Okay, then that's a referral. But that doesn't mean I know you. You don't know me. Gosh, hi, this is Coach Mike. I was referred to you by, you know, Bob Johnson, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, should we meet? Should we have coffee and just chat? Blah, blah, blah. Sure. And then we meet. And one of my statements is, you know, Josh, I really want to get to know you. Tell me your story. Literally, I feel like I'm a journalist. I, Tell me your story, Josh. And you start, and you mind if I take notes? And I start taking notes, like just like a journalist. And I want to know what your story is, because I heard that you have a need that maybe I can fulfill. Maybe I can, maybe I can't. And so I have to hear your story to say, okay, Josh, it looks like we might have some ways we can work together. Let me put together a scope of work, a deliverables, pricing. Okay, Mike, I appreciate that. That's how that works. Right. No, and you have that trust because you did the other person a great job. In my case is you made X person a lot of money. They're like, oh, Josh, you're being insane about of money. So, right. Right. right? And let me let me ask you this question. Sure. Uh, and for me, it's hundred percent. Right. The highest, or the clients that have made me the most amount of money, the cases that have been more profitable, uh, the cases that have been most complicated. The original uh item or the original trigger they got me hired wasn't the core problem that was going on yeah it what ended up making you the most money fixing that problem exactly you start off by talking about okay this is the issue i have coach mike i need some help here okay great let's talk about that so we talk about it we put together agreement we start working together i get to know you you get to know me we build some trust one day we go to lunch and you say, Coach Mike, you got a minute? I want to share something with you. Sure, Josh. And you go way off the reservation, way off script, and you say, let me tell you what I really need you to help me with. That's where the rubber meets the road. You say, look. For me, it's, it's, it's a little different because I'm more uh, financial oriented. Mm -hmm. like, let me look under the hood and let me look at books. The guy with Toronto with the $50 million it was uh, before I even signed, I knew he wanted me to do an analysis of the company, but I knew that his partner was stealing from him, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that mm -hmm. partnerships never work. Never work. One yeah. work and I've seen three murders, right? And certain part of the financial structure, he didn't want his partner to know. Also, I knew, hey, this guy's stealing from you. 
but you want this, right? You're the client, but let's look under the hood. Let's look at what's going on. And it's like the Tiger Woods thing, right? Yeah. Already, everybody screwed up in that situation, right? Yeah. Because they said there's no underlying crime, there's no crime. Now they want a subpoena that there has to be an underlying crime to have a subpoena. You can't have, you can't just subpoena people. You can't just have search warrants. You have to have a high likelihood because you're an expert, you're feeling the way you like, you're LA. You know that there's a crime after you said there wasn't a crime. So you either did a Johnny Cochran rush. It's a mess. But the point is right, right. that that's what we evaluate, right? And the owners in the horse races, because that's that's the basis what under these crimes we're going to profile, that's the foundation, right? And it's kind of like the timeline where these crimes are going to be committed, including, you know, murder. And of course, the first crimes we talked about, uh, spiking horses to get a high multiple, right, to make a humongous profit turn a $12,000 horse into a $39 million horse. Right. The Thornis family has a lot of ventures. And I'm going to ask you a few questions, right? Okay. Uh, they operate simulcasting ventures at the track. So they yeah. own the horses, right? They own the track, and now they own the TV rights, the simulcasting <laughs> to all the tracks that they own across the country. They also own, which is timely, right? We're talking about Dominion and voting machines, yeah. so on and so forth. They also own Express Bet, a wagering business that allows customers to wager <laughs> over a hundred horse racing tracks via the internet or telephone or any other way they communicate a wager. <laughs> Not that, huh? Let's see if I got this right, Josh. You just told me you, you got you own the racetracks, right? You yeah. own probably a lot of the uh, rights to any of them. Three billion dollars in cash and a hundred billion dollars. Hundred million assets. You've got a simulcasting to all the races in let's say a hundred tracks. You have right. of all the hundred races. That, let's say a guy who had a bunch of money could just sit there all day long and gamble. Now, right. I don't care. Now, remember, they're an entertainment company. What does that mean? They, they are allowed the to determine the, they're allowed, it's legal for them to rig races to determine the outcome. They could. They could. I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying they don't. They could. Under the umbrella of an entertainment, it's, it's, you're, it's almost like you're watching a TV show, like there's a script. Be careful. Well, that's the thing about the podcast, right? And that's the thing about life in general, that the truth, right, is far more stranger than fiction, bizarre than, than fiction, than whatever yeah. you can make up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking as you were, we were doing some show prep, and I was thinking about that. I thought, what would I want to do if I owned, let's say, all the racetracks, a lot of racetracks, I own the simulcast, I own betting. And I'm, I'm a, so if you think Dominion is, you know, suddenly coming up with a hundred thousand Biden votes, uh, in, in, again, I'm going to, uh, add it to the series and I'm going to republish it. Right. 
the interview with Tim Conway Jr., KFI LA, yeah. right? Uh, where he talks about you place a bet and it's at eight to one, but you place it like 30 seconds before they run the race, your horse wins, you get back your money and you get four to one money off of express bet, oh, right? Exactly. Because coach, right? What is a purpose of a company <laughs> or an enterprise? Make money, make a profit. I'm sorry. <laughs> they own the mechanism from which you get paid the wager. They're, they own the horses that are running in the race. They're an entertainment company. Yes, yes. And they not only donate. They're a real estate company. company. Hey, and remember, we had them last couple of weeks. We had the highest of the high, all right? Yeah. We had yeah. Jim Desmond. Yeah. California is the fifth largest economy in the world. If it were on its own, San yes. Diego is the number two richest county in the country. In California. In California, pardon It's yeah. one of the richest counties in the yeah. whole wide world. We had Jim Desmond, the high-ranking guy on, the, on that board. Oh, and you have Carl DeMeo. Right. And I'll put that, I'm actually going to put it on, um, I'm going to be serious about it and do Motivation Monday. You know, we have motivation and I'll put what Carl Miles said, hey, what's giving me mental strengths, what's gotten me out of a jam, it's the fact that I'm rich. We had him on the podcast. And remember, these are not them specifically, but the type right, as we give a thorough education on what's going on, those are the type of people on boards with the Stronich family. And the Stronich family pays them off for favorable outcomes. They own the mechanism from which to bet, right? Yeah. Uh, Operations in California, Florida, and Maryland. So those are the top two biggest states in the richest country in the world. Magnet mm-hmm. Entertainment Corporation, owned by the Stronaches, recently moved to add additional gaming attractions such as slot machines, several of the tracks and voters in Oklahoma. Were any of these members in the Oklahoma legislature paid off with <laughs> uh, that allows Stronish Group, and I'm gonna do this, uh, Langford and the Senators, I'm gonna see if the Stronish Group is on their financial paperwork. Yeah. My homework for next week as we get into details of the Stronish family. So we're just giving you an overview for what's okay. coming in education because there's a lot here. Uh, again, Gulfstream, right? Yeah. Gulfstream is huge. You can't hear any degenerate horse racing guy because in sports betting, it's seen Nolan is sitting hitting it. We hit 60, 70%, 52.5% of break even. It's business. Every single night, we make money underneath that margin that I was taught by Aldo Lahi from Al-South Corporation. I'll put a link into Al-South. The billionaire that used to come into my restaurant and talk margin all day. Josh, I sell a prosthetic for 50 cents and sell it to the hospital. This is 25 years ago for $5,000. The most important part of business is margin. And I love, that's what I love about sports betting because you have that margin we hit 65 70 percent and that margin between 52.5 percent is compound interest that my wife has not bought gasoline and by the grace of god i said lucky and good 
that we've clinched the thousand and and one of Anna only buying gasoline with, and I think you were there that one time, that one time you came over, Bitcoin, and, Bitcoin going to buy gas, right? She only bought gas 11 years to support We're having breakfast. She's going to buy gas with Bitcoin. I, yeah. yeah. And people are like, you have the American flag. Why, why are you still USA, USA? Because this is the only country in the world where I can wager consistently over a decade on basketball football games and have it paid for the high price of gasoline vacations and everything Traffic. else sure, sure. now right? imagine frank stronich okay the guy owns a lot of real estate he owns horse racing he's got the thing with the uh, uh tv he's got the betting well, it's real estate too, right? commercial real estate commercial real estate so he's actually bored he, he's bored he's looking for some next pop you know next drug next hit next high right. that's why it's all over the place right and wouldn't you be i mean you're worth what let's just say five billion dollars i don't know right. quite what it's worth or what that's like i'd like to but the point is at five billion dollars you're now looking at things way off the grid to satisfy you to make you happy to to right. fill need okay so I, it is interesting as we profile these people, it's not about castigating them or casting aspersions on them, but you can see what happens. You start making money, money starts making money. And I think the Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, right? So these people begin to lust after money. What They also lust after power. That's the key. You want the power that that brings. And you start controlling people. You start telling people, here's what I want to have happen. And if not, people die. People right. say, come on, like you're being, a no, I, horse racing is, trust me, you, you do what they tell you to do or you're not around anymore. Right. All right. So look at, let's look at the race court. We'll close with this and then we'll okay. be back next week and we'll take okay. a deep dive. And actually what I'll do is um, I'm going to make a list of the crimes right? Because I'm sure there's a few murders in here. I see a few different names mm -hmm. that get attached to the Stronich uh, name, power structure. Sure. And I'll list uh, the uh, obvious because again, we get back to something that um, I mean, with us, it's hard. Somebody told me the other day, uh, man, that wasn't fair. You know, right. You never give unsolicited advice, but they want advice. And I, you know, with me, you say, "Oh, life is fair." I said, "Life is not fair. There's no fairness. It's a blessing, and you have to show a lot of gratitude when someone is fair and say, "Wow, you're rare. I really appreciate what you're doing because you were fair with me." Right. And that's rare. People have a high expectation of fairness. And people look at me crazy when I tell them that in college basketball, NBA, right, uh, horse racing, because now, now that I see how they're registered as an entertainment company, when they talk about the stewards, right? So NFL referees, they are paid, right, by the league by the NCAA, right? Mm -hmm. 
Right. People in real estate know this, that you have an arm length agreement. You and I have an arm length agreement with our oh. clients. Right. Somebody, for me, I have, for me, I have a fiduciary responsibility. Now, if I owned a hedge fund, I didn't. That's why you see right. this is going on. But since, you know, my family was poor, they did well. My mom came to the United States with the clothes on her back, died with 10 million in assets. So we went from poor to middle class and now we're middle class. So that means I get a lot of regulation, right? right. And I have a fiduciary responsibility. So if I don't do what's in the best interest of whoever I give advice to, they strip all of my licenses. They come here, they rip all of my licenses off the walls. I get permanently on the internet, blacklisted, right? Right. So we have a fiduciary, but a referee, a college basketball game, the NFL game, does not do that. They, they actually have a responsibility to make a bad call, an erroneous call, if that call is going to make the NFL money, if that call is going to make the NCAA money, if the stewards are going to say that the horse that won the race, right, they have a fiduciary responsibility to say that the horse that won the race is the horse that's making the track, the betting mechanisms, the right. land, right. Uh, what else, the horse right. money. That's it, right? That's right. what. That's why people say the system's rigged, right? Because it that's, is. That's right. You're correct. But and the only thing that was completely fair and honest were the elections. No, just... <laughs> right. 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 So, Santa Anita Park, close to home here in California. Yeah. yeah. They own Santa Anita. They own Gulfstream. Every single degenerate old homeless guy that's been bidding always talks about Gulfstream. Golden Gates Fields in Albany, California. So they have two racetracks in California. And pop quiz, Mike Christianisi. Yeah. Which is the most valuable, most expensive real estate in the whole wide world? Uh, Southern California, for sure. (laughs) So... And you you didn't mention, uh, you didn't mention Los Alamitos and Del Mar, which if people want to see, yeah, you want to see some prime real estate, go to Del Mar Racetrack and look yeah. at the opening from your box. It's like, wow, this is good. Los Alamitos years and years ago, they used to have harness racing there. I used to go and play the ponies. And you know what? I don't know. I guess they're still up and running a bit, but I hear there's some possibilities they could close down. So we'll talk about that next week. Because Mobbed out places, right? Jimmy Durante, Lane, Bing Crosby, all people funded by the five families in New York their whole well, career. Yeah. I mean, look at Hollywood Park. Hollywood Park was a great place to go for, and they closed down. And, okay. Well, real estate, right? The high-end yeah. real estate, high-commercial real estate. Uh, Hollywood Park is now owned by Stan Kroenke, who married into the Walmart family. Yeah. It had uh, $5 billion in credit lying around. Hmm. Uh, but hey, you know what? I was employed for a little while. By uh, Not employed because they hired me as a consultant. My own business, right? Hmm. This business, Turner Construction there. And the old advised minorities with this windfall money they got for construction. But it's right. afterwards. Salesmen think short-term business. It's not right. just 
being a minority to give a business a bunch of money, but how to have a sustainable business so their kids don't have to commit crimes yeah. and, and do earn an honest living with business skills they learn through Turner Construction. You know, and that's a, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, Pimlico racetrack yeah. in Baltimore. Remember? Baltimore. That, that's the Preakness, right? So between Santa Anita and Gulfstream, right, you have to, now we know why, you have to win a race to Santa Anita or Gulfstream somewhere to get to the Kentucky Derby or else you don't get in there. So the Stronich family controls a lot of the horse racing industry. So you can't do a true crime and, and horse racing podcast without talking about them. They own Laurel Park and Resource in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you think Maryland close to the capital? It's expensive real estate up there. Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland. Maryland one of the richest. Yeah. Yeah. And Florida, too. You get down to Florida, there's a lot of money in Florida, you know. So, Florida, yeah, there's a lot of money in Florida that kind of flows out of Florida. Yeah. Our other assets is Amtone International, Bowie Racetrack in, in Maryland. Palm Meadows Thorough Racing Center in Boynton Beach, Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Track Media. So they own a lot. And we'll have links. All right. So we, we've gotten the foundations on the Stronach family. We'll go into detail in crimes committed. And then uh, after, after this, with the Stronich family next week, we're going to um, Saeed family, mm-hmm. which is a great segue because we're starting at the top, macro going to micro. The Saeed family kind of details the type of owner they got, George Navarro, in trouble. It is in the Stronich family that's vertically integrated and owns it, everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this because the more that we unwrap this, I hope our viewers and listeners are starting to understand that you have to do your homework. You have to do your due diligence. You have to read. You have to study. You have to ask questions. And you can't make a decision. I always tell people clarity before agreement. Before you agree to something or with someone, clarify what you're agreeing to. And a lot of times people look at me like, Coach Mike, what are you talking about? I'm talking about don't agree with things prematurely. A lot of people love to agree because they like to be uh, liked. They want to be a yes person. I, I don't want to be that. I want to be a contrarian. Say, so wait, if everyone else is going left, let's go right. What's that expression? Josh, find a parade and what? Jump in front of it? I don't want to be behind a horse in a parade. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> then you step in and then you say it. <laughs> All right, so we got the Stronish family, kind of give them a baseline of who they are, uh, why they're important, and how they are a baseline as well for crimes being committed, being committed, and that were committed as we continue our horse racing true crime and really uh, are turning over every stone and giving people a full, complete story, right? Right of right. the that'll come in the true crime genre and in, in the true crime style, but with a lot more detail. 
Roger that. All right, so we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Sports Betting Podcast Network.